Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com, live in his car once again, driving home from Mackey Arena, uh, this time following Purdue's 82-49 win over Florida A&M. Uh, this is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, uh, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, we got the Whitaker Inn, which, how can I forget them? I'll be driving past them in 10 minutes. Uh, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So we will uh, dive right into this here. Once again, 82-49, to 49, Purdue over Florida A&M. Uh, with the win, Purdue closes out its non-conference season unbeaten, obviously. Uh, they've now won 24 straight non-conference games, uh, the NCAA tournament notwithstanding. Uh, Purdue is number one in the country. Purdue remains unbeaten. Uh, this game, it was irrelevant. It is a bye game to fill the holiday season ticket package. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, we will turn our attention immediately then to the fact that Purdue now resumes Big Ten play, starting with Rutgers on January 2nd. Um, can't ask much more of Purdue than what you've gotten, aside from maybe them shooting a little bit better percentage from three-point range. I think that's an, a crucial element to their formula here moving forward if they want to win at a level that uh, their play thus far has probably convinced people they're capable of playing at. Um, I do think some things you've seen from this team thus far are more compatible uh, to success in the Big Ten than maybe you've seen from some Purdue teams lately. Notably, Purdue is taking a, doing a pretty good job taking care of the basketball. That's really important. Uh, Purdue is doing an elite job on the offensive glass, maximizing its possessions. Purdue is doing a great job just as a rebounding team in general. Uh, and Purdue has the best, most consistent, and most physical player in college basketball in Zach Eady. And those are all very positive things. Purdue is doing a great job with its effort. Um, they're not an elite defensive team by any means, but they're doing a good job paying attention and trying hard. And the effort is really, you know, the biggest takeaway from Purdue's unbeaten uh, winter of 2022, I guess we'll call it. So, uh, producing a good spot here. Um, you know, there's a long season ahead. The hardest games have yet to be played. The biggest challenges have yet to be met. Uh, this team has not played in a truly formidable road environment yet. Uh, they have not faced, on an every night basis, the level of coaching, defense, physicality, and effort that they're going to see in the Big Ten. Uh, but there are really no red flags about this team. Uh, I, I think one of the really positive things about this season thus far for Purdue is the fact that it sure seems like there's, for lack of a better term, harmony You know, behind the scenes. I think you have guys who are deserving of more minutes, of more prominent roles, who are seemingly content as long as Purdue's winning, or I should say content while Purdue's winning. I think that's really important. I think specifically the four position, I think you have three starters at that position. You can only play one at a time, and when all of a sudden, you know, Zach Eady is playing 30 minutes instead of 20 minutes, that's 10 more minutes that come out of uh, the minute shares of Caleb First and Trey Kaufman-Wren, and on a lot of teams, and I think you're probably seeing this around college basketball right now to a certain extent, uh, a lot of teams wouldn't be okay with that, and there would be some division behind the scenes. I don't see any indicators of that being the case around Purdue. I can tell you for a fact that Purdue has no one in its locker room worried about the fact that this guy's making more NIL money than that guy. 
you know, uh, Purdue does not have uh, any of, I keep using the term mercenaries, maybe that's not the right word, but Purdue doesn't have a lot of guys who, you know, are were just brought in for a year or two as their team's, you know, best players who are out kind of looking to get there, so to speak. I think Purdue's in a good place here. I think the fact that Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith have come in so mature and so unflappable, uh, I think has been a really big deal uh, for Purdue. Uh, I don't think anything is, any of this is possible without that. Uh, I think, you know, Zach Eady sets a really good tone for this whole team uh, because he's trying so hard, he's playing so hard, but he's also just the same guy every day. He's been so consistent. Uh, he's just setting a really positive tone for this whole team, and I think that's another element here where I just don't think this is possible uh, for Purdue without his leadership, whether it's it's whether he's he's going out of his way to provide that leadership or he's just handling himself a certain way this season and thus providing that leadership by example. I don't know, but it's been a really positive thing for Purdue. Um, I think there's upside with this Purdue team, even though, you know, there's not, they've been pretty good so far. You can't ask a whole lot more of them. That upside lies simply in the fact that if they just shoot below average, you know, instead of outright bad, um, I think that's an enormous difference maker. Uh, you know, Purdue is six of twenty-something again uh, in this game after a, a few other really bad shooting games, and I, I just think Purdue is shooting well below the sum of its parts. You know, from a skill perspective, and there are no guarantees. And there comes a point in time in a season where you sort of are what the numbers say you are. Um, but as I, I've said multiple times here uh, over the last couple weeks or last couple days, whatever it is, I think that I've covered all these guys in recruiting. I've watched them practice. I know what they're capable of doing. Um, I know what Matt Painter looks for in recruiting. Uh, and I know this is a better shooting team than it has shown thus far. Uh, as I said before, there comes a point in the season where you are what your numbers say you are, but I still think Purdue has, you know, uh, some capacity here to get a lot to get a lot better shooting of the basketball. And if you do that, I think that that's obviously really important. It's always better to make shots as opposed to not making shots. I think that that's the most uh, wisdom I can give you uh, here in this podcast. Uh, but I also think it's just really important to make as many shots as you can here to make sure that opponents are playing you as straight up as possible. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to make 40% of your threes every game, but what it means is you have to have that occasional game where Fletcher Lawyer just rains fire on someone or Brandon Newman does that or Ethan Morton, you know, as your fourth or fifth option on offense, makes three or four threes, you know, something like that. That way you've at least spooked your next opponent into game planning around the contingency that, hey, if, if you throw four guys at Zach Eady at once, this team is capable of punishing you. That was the significant uh, psychological value that Sasha Stefanovic had for Purdue over the years. His opponents would see the Virginia game that one year, and they would see some of those other games where he just absolutely tore the roof off Mackey Arena and ended games before they even began. And that would affect what they did defensively. Um, as good as Purdue was in the post, the guy that I know a lot of you aren't going to believe this, but the guy that I think defenses 
prepared for more than anyone was Stefanovic is because they just didn't want to let him get loose because they knew what he was capable of. And I'm not sure anybody on Purdue's team yet this this season. Uh, it's only a matter of time before Fletcher Lawyer does this, in my opinion. Um, it's only a matter of time uh, before he has that game that puts the fear of God in people from a defensive game planning perspective. Um, but I think it's really important for Purdue to just every now and then flex its muscles and just show people what it's capable of, even if it belies the overall number. Uh, the overall number is not as important as the uh, threat that you have to demonstrate in order to uh, make defenses you know, respect your ability to be balanced. Thus far, I think every team Purdue plays this season would be wise to play this box and none stuff against Zach Eady, even if it's the Big Ten and you can physically match up better than a lot of these non-conference people can. Uh, I think everybody would, would be wise to keep on throwing body after body at Zach Eady and make Purdue beat you from three until they show they can do it. Because uh, thus far, this last half dozen games or so, Purdue doesn't look like it can do it. Uh, I think, from my perspective, I think Purdue can do it. But until they show they can do it, I'm just kind of out there on an island telling you what I think when, as opposed to what Purdue has actually demonstrated they can do. Um but I'm off on a little bit of a tangent here, so I'll kind of cut this off now. Uh, I want to remind everyone that I, I sit here and harp on three-point shooting uh, when Purdue is unbeaten, ranked number one in the country, and all arrows other than three-point shooting are pointing upwards. So uh, keep it all in perspective, everybody. Um, problems are relative when you're number one in the country. So I always think it makes sense to talk about what might get you beat instead of the reasons you haven't gotten beat so far because they're much more obvious. Um, so that's what I got for tonight, uh, following Purdue's 82 to 49 by game win over Florida A&M. Uh, this is Brian Newber from goldenblack.com. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you to our friends at the Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So I'll talk to you guys again on January 2nd after Purdue resumes Big Ten play against uh, the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, a game that nobody should be taking lightly. Uh, they are going to be something unlike anything Purdue has seen so far from an effort perspective, from a defensive perspective, uh, so on and so forth. So that will be a really, really interesting game for Purdue. So uh, thanks a lot, everybody, and have a good rest of your night morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this.